11 through 18. Verse 1, and then verses 11 through 18 of John chapter 20. It says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Go to verse 11. It says, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbanon, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go. Instead, to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it continue to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray, Father, that through this word, Lord, that we would understand what our relationship is with you through Resurrection Sunday here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Wow. Praise God. Now, Easter Sunday, I want you to know, is all about good news. Easter Sunday is about the day that we gather together to celebrate that the stone that separated us from God for just a little while was removed and rolled away. That separated from his love and his presence, hallelujah, has been removed forevermore. And there is nothing that will stand between us and God from this day forward. From, from that day forward, Jesus came out of the tomb never again to die, never again, hallelujah, to to pass away from us and, and be out of our presence. Hallelujah. I want you to know that we're not only want God in our lives and to be present with him, but I, he, he wants to be present with us. And that, to me, is a huge, huge miracle that Jesus would come back to be with us, that he would rise again and then spend time with us. Because I, I love you guys. But if I was in heaven... There is no way. I'm just like, oh, no. You know, but God loves us so much, you know, that he just, he, he did everything for us and nothing for himself. He put himself aside, laid out his life for us, and then for us, took his life back up again, hallelujah, so that he could be with us everywhere, all the time, anytime. And that's the kind of God that he serves. We serve a God that loves us. Hallelujah. Wow. 
I want you to know that I see a lot of things in this lady, Mary Magdalene. The Bible describes her as a woman out of whom Jesus cast seven demons. Anybody in here ever had any demons? Hallelujah. Uh, anybody in here had more than seven demons? Hallelujah. Well, you know, praise God. <laughs> yeah. You start counting and you start, wow, how do you count the amount of demons you know? You know, they used to call me a hellion. You know, that's an old term. A hellion is a person that just seems like they came right out of hell to torment other people. Okay? <laughs> so I used to have this reputation, man, you know, just being a very, very bad boy, even when I was young. So I just want you to know, hallelujah, that God is a personal God. Hallelujah. He's a God that um, uses everyday kind of people. Not, not special people, not because they was born into a specific family or not because they're from a special place or not because they've reached some kind of status in the world. But God uses the lowly things in the earth, the things that ain't supposed to make it. Hallelujah. He uses them to do great and mighty things in his name. That's what I love about Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what Resurrection Sunday needs to be. I mean, this lady had seven demons cast out of her. And if you, I'm telling you, if you know people that, you know, got a little hell going on in their life, you know that you don't want nothing to do with them. You don't want to come nowhere around them. As a matter of, you won't let them in your house. You don't never go looking for these kind of people. Let me see if I can go help one of them, one of them children out there that just acting all crazy. As a matter of fact, you keep your kids away from those kind of people. Praise God. You can see it in them when they're young, and you're like, you can't go hang out. You, you can play with Jimmy, John, but you can't play with Vince. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a trip. And if you've ever been that kid, hallelujah, you know what I'm talking about. In my neighborhood, I was that kid that nobody, I remember sitting on the front step. It was such a sad story. Hallelujah. I remember sitting on the front steps of my house, and all the kids playing in the street, and I had to stay. On the, on the front porch because not a kid, not a single kid in my whole neighborhood was allowed to play with me. That's some terrible kind of stuff, man. You know, I was like, what did I do? You know, well, what I did was I took all my friends on a field trip. We went down to a park and then we couldn't find our way back, so we got lost. I lost every kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> and we finally got home about 8 o'clock that night. And let me tell you what happened. It was police cars everywhere. Nobody was happy to see me. Okay. <laughs> because everybody blamed me. Like I forced people to go. But you know, I was that kid. And when you're that kid, no matter what happens in the neighborhood that's wrong, you get the blame. And you know, and I'm reminded, you know, that, that Jesus, even in my worst of times, would always come and reach out to me. That Jesus never left me or forsake me, even when I was a, even when I was a child. That Jesus stayed with me. And he helped me. I remember, you know, I, I don't know about church theology too much. You know, I was a priest. I went to church on Easter and Christmas. And on any kind of holiday that my mother thought, you know, Good Friday or, or something like that. My mother, I was the kind of kid and lived in a family where my mother wanted us to go to church. She would put us all on a bus. She would stay home and give us some money to drop to, into the offering, which we never did. <laughs> you can do it a lot with a quarter. Praise God. Thank you. My lovely granddaughter, Michaela. Praise God. Why was I telling y'all that story? I don't know. I just had, you know, I didn't have the best beginning 
in the world. And it, and it just looked like to me that, you know, to anybody on the outside looking in, that there was no good in me whatsoever. That my final destination was either jail or the grave and then eventually hell. And that's what people's expectations of me was. That was my family's expectations of me was. But by the grace of God, here I stand in this church tonight because of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to overcome any and every, even seven demons. You know, I love Jesus. Because Jesus didn't cast out seven demons, you know. He, he, he met a guy that had 600 demons. And he cast all them out too. And I'm just like, I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how terrible they said you was going to be. I don't care how many people predicted that you wouldn't going to be right. That you would never be right. That your life couldn't be straight. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter when you come into contact with a Savior, with a Deliverer that is able to defeat death, hell, and in a grave. He can sure take care of demons in your life. He can sure take care of you. Hallelujah. And make you what he created you to be. I serve a mighty awesome God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. Oh, my goodness. There's something in this church make you want to shout. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. This one day I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to be quiet on Easter. Hallelujah. To me, it's the most awesome day. I mean, and there's so much that can be seen in, in, in this, this, this lady, Mary. Man, Mary Magdalene. They wanted to separate her from all the rest of the Marys that we read about in the Bible. And there's several. And they said, this is the one from Mandala. This is Mary Magdalene out of whom Jesus cast seven demons. I mean, you know, how would you like to be famous for having demons cast out of you? You know, that is, that is wild. But she was the first one that showed up. On Sunday morning. You know, I, I like this scripture because it points out the fact that Jesus rose on Sunday. He says the first day of the week. Not the last day of the week, which is the Sabbath. On the seventh day, he rested. It's the first day of week. You know, on the first day of week, God made the, the heaven and the earth. And, blah, 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 and the earth was void and without form. And That's what he did on the first day of the week, which was a Sunday. Okay, and then it goes on to say here that that, that Jesus rose on a Sunday, and I want you to know that's why we're in church on a Sunday. If you did not know that, you know that now, that we're in church on a Sunday because Jesus rose on Sunday. Hallelujah. Christianity became valid when Jesus got up out the grave. The Bible says if, if, if Jesus didn't, didn't rise from the dead, then, our, then our, our faith is in vain. Our belief is in vain. And we're in a hopeless situation. But we're not. Jesus rose from the grave. Is alive forevermore, and there's no evidence, even though there's evidence that he died, there's no evidence that he still did. As a matter of fact, in us, there's evidence to the contrary. Hallelujah, because they, they pronounced me dead too. You understand what I'm saying? And somebody might have pronounced you dead too, but you're alive. Hallelujah, you're well, and Jesus is alive inside of you through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, and you have made it, and you're still here, baby. Hallelujah, you're still swinging at the fence. Hallelujah, and God has not given up. I love Jesus. Hallelujah, because when everybody else forsook me, he came and sat down beside me, put his arm around me, and said, come on, son, you can get back up. Whoa, hallelujah. Come on, son, you can make it. I was a bad kid, they tell me. I don't even remember that stuff. You know, you can save all that stuff, just leave you. Hallelujah. A lot of it anyway. I remember a lot of bad stuff. But when I was little, I remember going to, especially going to church on Easter. 
And when I went to church in Easter, the thing about it, they would always have these Bible contests. I'm going to tell you, all the times that I went to church on Easter and I entered a Bible contest, I never once lost. The, the, the hellion. But I would go to church with all these kids that went to church and I had never lost a Bible contest because the answer was either Jesus, Peter, James or John. It was one of them. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I remember my great-grandmother used to sit me on her knee. And she used to point to words in the Bible and start reading the Bible to me in the old King James. I understand the King James Version of the Bible. I always have. But my grandmother taught me more David stories, more Peter stories, more John stories than them Bible kids ever could. My great-grandmother used to rock me and moan me, and she'd talk about Jesus. Oh, she said, boy, you are a king. And she used to rock me. She said, you are a prince. Hallelujah. Oh, my grandmother would encourage me. She said, you can do great and mighty things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hey, little Moni, how the little, my little baby grandson, you, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Oh, man. She's just getting the Holy Ghost and just talking. I just sit there and just go, hmm. You know, I didn't know what she was saying, but I was comfortable where I was at. In her arms, boy, in the presence of God. Wow. And every bad thing everybody ever said about me, she never repeated not one word. She would only speak good things over my life. Hallelujah. She would only speak blessings over my life. She would only encourage me and she never put me down. She was saying, yes, you can. You can do it. Don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do. Oh, Praise God for a Bible-believing great-grandmother who wouldn't let other people look down on me. Hallelujah. Woo! How many people know that I was sad at some of the bad stuff I do? I just couldn't help myself, you know. (laughs) Hallelujah. But my great-grandmother saw in me the potential to be great. She didn't see a hellion. Hallelujah. She saw a man of God. And she called me into the kingdom from a young age. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible said love covers a multitude of sin. And I got to believe that Jesus rising from the dead and dealing with this lady out of whom he had cast seven demons who showed up while it was still dark. You know, I I like y'all, but if y'all was dead, I don't think I'd come see y'all while it was still dark, especially in the graveyard. Uh, I'm not a superstitious man. And I'm not tempting the Lord thy God, and I ain't tempting the devil either. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I ain't messing with him, okay? Hallelujah. If he ain't messing with me, I, no, it's not true. But, but I just want to just tell you that this woman showed some kind of dedication, man, that she showed up. Did you know she was the first one Jesus talked to? I said, there's something about Mary. Hallelujah, that is special. I want to tell you this. I want you to know that we serve a personal God. I came to realize, I said, man, there is something. With his relationship with her and her relationship with him that is personal, that goes beyond what they called him, beyond titles. They, they're calling people one of his disciples and stuff. And here's, here's Mary, out of whom he cast seven demons. She was the first one to show up. And she was running around telling everybody. She was the first evangelist running around telling everybody that Jesus had rose from the dead. She believed God more than anybody. She sold up, hallelujah, because he said he would rise on the third day. And I just got to believe that somewhere in the back of her mind, that she was thinking maybe it's true. 
Maybe he's going to get up. I'm going to see. I'm going to be firsthand. I'm going to go down there and see. And there was other disciples on the way, but she got there first. I, I want you to know that she didn't recognize Jesus because there was something in her that just like could not. She's standing there looking at the rock. She's looking at the grave. And, and, and somebody's claiming to be Jesus. She's believing the rumors. Oh, they stole his body. They moved it. You know, if you look at Matthew chapter 27, you will find out that they sent guards to guard Jesus with the, with the pain of death. They said, don't y'all let no... He said he would rise on the third day. I want y'all in front of that tomb, and I don't want nobody going in, and nobody, especially nobody coming out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know you bad when they put you in the ground, and then they come and guard you to make sure that you won't get up. <laughs> whoa! I said, whoa! Hallelujah. There must have been a spark of faith in them that said, you know, whoa. You know, oh, my goodness. What a mighty God we serve. Even unbelievers believed him. Amen? Wow. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm at. Hallelujah. I'm off the page, out of the gate. Hallelujah. Running. Hallelujah. But I got to tell you that three things. Hallelujah. That this scripture speaks to us. Number one, I want you to understand that God can overcome your past. If he can get up out of the grave. You know, Jesus said this. He says, nobody takes my life from, from, from me. He says, I willingly lay it down. And then he said, three days later, I'm going to take it back up again. Now, I've heard a lot of sayings from Muhammad. I've, I've read some confusion. And they had a lot of good sayings. And, uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Confucius. Hallelujah. <laughs> and... Uh, and some of those, some of those Hindu deities and everything, I ain't never heard nobody talk like Jesus talked. I'm sorry. He must have been the son of God or one crazy dude. Can you understand that he got up in front of people and said, kill me? He said, go ahead, kill me. Put me in the grave. And three days later, baby, I'm going to get up. I said, whoa, that's bad. Either you bad or you crazy. Oh, come on, somebody. Wow. I mean, I would never tell nobody that. In Cleveland, you say that, you'll get shot. <laughs> but Jesus was so bad, he said, go ahead. The grave cannot hold me. He told him ahead of time what he was going to do. And he did it. I mean, I think I would be standing there looking at that rock. Man, that thing would shake. I would, whoa, hey, no, oh, man, what's going on here? Jesus got up and came out of the grave. You know what that tells me? If he can get himself out, he can get me out. I've been in some deep, dark circumstances because of my, I'm not supposed to be here. You've got to understand, I am not supposed, I was supposed to be in jail. I was supposed to be a, a, a drug addicted, alcoholic, crazy man, toothless and running around the streets of Cleveland, babbling out of my mind. I'm not supposed, I know that. You don't know that. You're like, look at him. He got a nice suit on and he's up there preaching the, the gospel. You don't know where I, you don't know what kind of rock I climbed out of. You know, and I didn't even climb out myself. Jesus lifted the rock and pulled me out. Hallelujah. He got himself out from behind the rock and he got me out from under it. Oh, oh, what a mighty God I serve. He didn't look at my past, man. He was more concerned about my future. Then he wasn't about my past. I want you to know that Jesus is more concerned about where you're going than where you've been. 
Hallelujah. There is no place you've been, no hell you've been through, no darkness that encased you, that Jesus can get you out, baby. Hallelujah. He can do it. Hallelujah. All he just said, just call me. He said, call me. And I said, call me. I'm going to show up. He says, those who call upon the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. Just call me. 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 What kind of God is saying that? Call me. Hallelujah. I'll show up. Call me. I will never leave you nor forsake. You call me one time. You just get deep. I will be there. And I know that God has come. Even when I didn't deserve it. Even when I did mess up. Even when they had me on videotape. Oh, God goodness. Even when they had me dead to rights. Jesus stood up and said, hey, you know, I'll stand by you. He said, I'm not going anywhere. He said, from the time you called me, I showed up. I've been here. I've just been waiting for you to see me. I want you to know that you can stand to see the salvation of God in your life. Don't let people tell you that it's over. Don't let people tell you because you had ten demons cast out of you or whatever the number was. How do you know what kind of hell your life used to be? How do you know that God can take you, reform you, remake you, renew you? resurrect you, restore everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Hallelujah. He is God. That's why he's God. He's the only good judge. He looks at the matters of your heart and he says, you know what? I love you. but they never. I love you so much that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I hang on that scripture that love covers a multitude of sin. I sold a lot of sin out there. Hallelujah. But when Jesus came, he rebuked death off of my life. Hallelujah. Cast out demons out of me and rose... And raise me up to be a man of God. He's the only one. you got to understand that Jesus is the only one that would have did that for me knowing where I came from. And knowing what kind of person I was. He's the only one. Whoa, whoa. And I'm telling you, if you got Jesus in your life, you have all your needs. He is the only one. Hallelujah. Because you're going to mess it up. You know, I've been married 27 years. I know there's a God. You find a woman that can put up with me for 20. I can't even put up myself for, with myself for that long. I can't. I can't stand me. I got to go around and get other people around me. So I don't have to listen to myself. And I don't have to look at myself. And I don't have to deal with myself. I like to deal with somebody else for a change. I'm tired of me. Hallelujah. 27 years. Y'all ought to give that woman over there a hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whoa. I couldn't do it. But you know what? God loves me so much that he sent somebody who could tolerate me for that long. I mean, he loves me. Hallelujah. I couldn't believe it. But you know what? God did not, will not hold your past against you. God's coming to get you out of your past. He's coming to get you out of what people used to say about you. God is in the business of changing your reputation. They didn't believe Jesus. They believed he was a kook. He was crazy. But you know what? Something began to change when they couldn't find that body. Even the Roman people were like, oh, man. you know, we had guards, man. We had Roman guards. You know, you know what a Roman guard, you can't even bribe a Roman guard. Because if they are in charge of guarding you, and they've been put in charge of guarding you, whatever they guard gets missing, whatever happened to what they guard, is going to happen to them. So if you was under a sentence of death, and... If you let the prisoner escape, you took their sentence. So you couldn't even bribe a Roman guard. Because I'll tell you what happened. If Jesus got out of that tomb, that means those Roman guards that they put in there would have to go in the tomb and they have to put, this, put the thing back and we'll see if they can get out. 
That's a trip. I don't know how they got out of that mess. But I'm telling you what, one thing is they weren't bribed. Jesus actually rose from the dead. And he's actually present with us. Another reason why I know that Jesus rose from the dead, not just because he overcame my past, but that God is with me. Every place I go, even now, I feel his presence in this place. You know, you're in a sorry place when you get to a place where you can't feel God. That is messed up when your life is so much in turmoil, when there's so much haterade going around you, when there's so much of, of, of the world in your life that you cannot sense the presence of God. Because you know what? When, God, when you receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior, he says, I'm never going to leave you. So he's always there whether you can feel him or not. The problem ain't never on his end. It'll be on your end. Because God will always uphold his end. He's, he's here with me. And I'm telling you, in my darkest times, when, when, when I get bad news in the mail, anybody ever get bad news in the mail? Oh, my goodness, I'm telling you. When I see bad news on the TV, you know, when, I, when, when people call me on the telephone with bad news, God is always there with me. He's always with me to give me answers, give me directions, give me a way out. He's always there with me to direct me and move me in the path, even though I don't understand. that. But God will tell me to go somewhere and do something. He'll tell me, you know, get ye up out of Hawaii and move to Alaska in the dead of winter. And I would with joy do it because I know that God has taken me to a place where I can be blessed, where I can be happy, where I can be fulfilled, where I can do something for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Man, when God saved me, Jack, I knew that God was alive. Hallelujah. God's been with me ever since. I've made a lot of mistakes. man. I've done some terrible things, even after I got saved. And I, I, if, if I would tell you some of the stuff I did, you, you would leave me right now. You stop listening to me and leave me. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I want you to know that as I repented and I went to God, oh, I know, I know, I know y'all. Since y'all got saved, y'all ain't never made a mistake. Y'all ain't never did nothing wrong. Okay, I understand, but I'm not like that. You know, I, I kind of stumbled my way into Christianity and stumbled my way around for a long time. Okay, and, and God was there like, he, he just picked me back up. And he was always present with me, and he's always present with me today. There's not a time in my life that I can't turn around, I can't lift my hands, hallelujah, and sense the power and the presence of God. As a matter of fact, even if I'm not worshiping, even if my day-to-day life and God's presence leaves me, I will stop where I'm doing. I'll pull the car over to the side. I will stop and say, wait a minute, God, I'm not going one more foot without you. Hallelujah. And I'll wait. I'll wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Till he comes back to me, till I find out what's wrong between me and him, and it'll get fixed. Hallelujah. And I'll get right, and I'll get back in the car, and I'll start to drive. Hallelujah, because without God, I cannot go anywhere. Oh, my goodness, I'm hurrying up. The third thing is, is that God is not only with you in your, in your past. He, he's not only able to overcome your past. He's always able to be there with you. But God has a future in store for you. He says, man, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Whoa, what? Kind of God. Now watch this. Now I can understand some things about God staying with you, knowing where you've been. I can even fathom kind of that God will stay with you, even knowing where you're at right now. But man, knowing everything about your future and every mistake that you will ever make, everything that you will ever do wrong and still stay with you, good, he loves us. I mean, I... 
Oh, my goodness. See, I'll stay with you, you know, understanding your past. And I'll say, okay, you know, I'll give you a shadow of a doubt. And I'm going, hey, wow, you know, great, you know. Uh, and, you know, even your presence, I understand that you're going through some circumstances, some situations. I understand, you know, God's got you through. But knowing every stinking thing that you would ever do to me in the future and still be with you, that's some crazy kind of stuff right there. That's some kind of love that I can't fathom. That's some kind of love that I can't understand how God would be with me. Hallelujah. Even though he know everything that I was about to do that was, that was, that fell short of the glory of God and he still hung out with me. If you knew everything else, oh, oh my goodness. If we knew everything about you and about what you, every little mistake that you'd make and everything that you was going to do, I don't think we'd be hanging out today. But you know what? I'm going to close right here. And I know I've been brief, but I want you to know that because Easter is so great to me, because you know what I saw in Mary? I saw this personal thing between her and Jesus. I saw a little bit of the personal thing, hallelujah, that I have with Jesus and this lady. I understood why she showed up, hallelujah, before everybody else showed up, hallelujah, because she loved God. And you know why? You only love somebody like that who's loved Hallelujah. And I mean, despite that lady's past, despite what she was doing, despite where she was going, Jesus still intervened in her life and he came and he loved her, man. He loved her right out of sin. He loved her right out of depression. He loved her right out of everything that she was going through. He loved her right out of seven demons. Hallelujah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hallelujah. The love of God was so great and so powering and so enduring in her life that sin could not stay present with the goodness, hallelujah, of God over her. I understand that Easter is a holiday that we celebrate together, but I'm telling you, until you have a personal Easter, until you personally come in contact with the God of your resurrection, oh, oh. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, baby. He said, you're talking to me. This is Jesus. Don't you recognize me? I am the resurrection and the life. Whoa! Whoa! He says, though you die, yet shall you live. He said, those in believe in me, though they die, yet shall they live. Oh! You got to understand this. Other people see you in the grave. Other people see you lost. Other people see you as no way. But Jesus never looks at you like that. Ain't no power on earth could hold him down. And ain't no power on earth can keep you in darkness. Keep you out of his light. Whoa. Let me tell you something. You might have some kids out there. And it looks like all hell is ruining their life. And demons laughing at you. Anytime. Jesus can show up in your child's life. If he showed up right now, do you understand that your child will be delivered of everything that, that is wrong in their lives? How they would be set free? Jesus will show up all of a sudden. Wow. I never give up on my kids. I don't want you to give up on yours. Hallelujah. I don't even give up on myself anymore. I just watch for Jesus to come. Whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. You've got to have a personal 
relationship with God that goes beyond your relationship with everybody else. I mean, Easter is cool to, you know, get together. We all dress up. We all look nice. and We all come together. But you know what the thing is, is about that resurrection thing, about that relationship with the Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, that there is so much trust, so much love, so much faith there. Hallelujah, that nothing can stop us. You can lock me away. And if you can put me in the deepest, darkest dungeon, you can put me in a jail cell. And, and, and as long as I can reach up and touch Jesus, everything will be all right with me. Hallelujah, because I know Jesus can open any door anytime. Hallelujah, no matter what the judge has said, no matter what people have said. Hallelujah, he can do it anytime, at any moment. Hallelujah, his resurrection power can show up when least expected. Against all odds. Against what we see with our eyes, hear with our ears. And what people have told us, Jesus still can get up in our lives anytime. That's the kind of God I serve. That's why I'm in church on Sunday. That's why I serve God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's why I never take a vacation from him. And I'm there on Saturday. It's not because of, I I love you guys, but I love him more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. There's resurrection power in this house today. We're facing impossible situations. They put a gravestone. Nobody has ever gotten out of the grave. Muhammad never got out the grave. They can show you his body, his, his remains today. Buddha never got out the grave. He's still in there. Confucius. Thank God I said his name right this time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Confusion. No, Confucius is still in the grave, and they can tell you where he's at. But there's one body that can't be found because he ain't in the grave. Hallelujah. And you know what? The proof of that is, is this manifestation in our lives that where people looked at us and they saw something dead and worthless, now they see life and they don't understand. They're like, what is going on with that kid? You know, that little hellion across the street is in Alaska preaching the gospel. I, I, I don't believe that. I believe it when I see it. I always got those kind of people like that. Don't worry about what people have said. Don't worry people about what people have said about you. Don't worry what they said about your kids. Don't worry about what they said about your family. Hallelujah. You get with the risen Savior. Then all things become possible. Listen to me. You may be facing impossible situations and circumstances. Let me tell you something. You can't do it. You can't overcome impossible situations without Jesus. Try as you may. You can't overcome the enemy of your soul without the risen Lord being in your life. You can't do it without but with him, all things, the Bible says, become possible. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And God wants to give you his strength. He's not trying to get something away from you. He's not trying to take things away from you that you need. But how many people know that if you are addicted to drugs today, that God can deliver you? He can set you free. If you've got something in your life that drags you down and tears you up, that God can come right now and completely and totally deliver you. If you got the privity, perversion, messed up way of thinking in your life, that God can come right now and in an instant rise up in your life. And those demons would have to flee in the mighty name of Jesus. God wants to heal some people today. God wants to deliver some people. God wants to even deliver you from things that people have said about you that you kind of believe. Yeah, you got the evidence. You, you think what they said is true. Because that's what it looks like. But that's not what it is. I'm going to tell you this. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And what Jesus speaks about you is the real truth. 
You could be living under a bridge, and Jesus will walk under that bridge and say, you're a doctor. You better believe what Jesus said than rather where you at. You could be sick and on your deathbed, and God can walk into your room and say, you're healed. And you better believe what God has said, not what your situation is. You could be in jail cell, and people could have told you, and the judge could have put the gavel down. And everybody tell you that you're done. You're finished. The rest of your life is over. But if Jesus walks into that jail cell and says, I'm getting you out of here, you better believe Jesus. Amen. I want you to know, hallelujah, that knowing Jesus is knowing everything you'll ever need for the rest of your life. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Not with every head bowed and every eye closed. Listen to me, church. You need Jesus in your life. I know, I, you know, you know more than I know the kind of stuff that you face and the things that you know you need to overcome that separate you from God and keep you from becoming the person that God created you to be. But you need to receive Jesus tonight. And some of you, since receiving them, you've done what I did. You, you know, you stumbled and you wandered away. And you're starting to wonder if Jesus will ever receive you back. But yes, he will. He will do it. He's just waiting for you to call on him. Won't you call on him tonight? And then some people don't even know where they're going when they die. You need to know tonight. And if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, again, if you rededicate your life to him, you will know where you will spend eternity. So if you're here and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, you want to rededicate your life to him, or you just want to know if you're going to heaven or not, and you want prayer, simply raise your hand right now, right where you're at. Anybody out there want to receive Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I thank you. Hallelujah that you know Jesus to the degree that you want to. Let's all stand tonight. I want you to know I'm going to do two things. I'm going to give an altar call, and I'm going to dismiss people. And those of you who are on the altar call, you can remain here. Hallelujah. And me and the leaders of the church will remain with you. And we will pray for you. So when I dismiss people, are we going to take communion? Well, praise God. You know what? Why don't we do that first? Why don't we take communion first? Yeah. Let's take communion. Not just when you come and serve the people with communion. Hallelujah. You can remain standing. Hallelujah. We're just going to take communion for a moment. It's only going to take a moment. Jesus. Hallelujah. You know the communion story. It's the story of, of the Passover. The Passover meal. And Jesus, on the night the Bible said that he was betrayed, he took bread. And he broke it. And he blessed it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And the bread symbolizes the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, 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 it's interesting that the Bible says this, that by his stripes, we are healed. And then the pain and the suffering that Jesus, go ahead and serve the community to the people. The pain and the suffering that, that Jesus went through. Okay, let's do it like this. Can you guys come from the back, start in that back row and come up the middle? And then the successive rows from the back follow us to peel off to the sides and, and, and refill the back rows. And then everybody is going to come behind to everybody has it. The Bible says that by your stripes, we were healed. We're already healed. 
Jesus paid the price for our healing. He's, he did it in his broken body, in the stripes that he took on his back. The Bible says he was bruised for our, our transgressions. He, he was wounded for our, our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement that brings us peace, that takes away our peace, came upon him as he endured the cross. So all you need to be healed is to, is to know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and He's paid the price for your healing. That is good news. Now He not only heals you physically, but I want you to know that emotionally, that Jesus said that He, he was specifically manifest to heal the broken heart. To heal the broken heart. Hallelujah. To set at liberty those who are bound. That Jesus can set you free even now from addictions from compulsive behavior from anything that causes you to be less than what he created you to be hallelujah the bible then says that likewise he took the cup and when he had blessed it he passes to his disciples said this is the blood of the new covenant Drink this, and as you do, drink it in remembrance of me. And the Bible says this. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. There's no payment for sin except for the shedding of blood. I'm not talking about a blood donation. That is not what the Bible is talking about. He's talking about a life. He said the life force of the blood must be given. Somebody's got to die for the mistakes that we've made. Jesus did that. He took our sins upon himself and he hung on the cross. He, he who had committed no sin and died for us. And he instituted the communion and he said this is the true meaning of, of Passover. That I died for you. That I paid the price for your sin. And as often as you eat and as often as you drink, do this in remembrance of me. God wants us to remember all the things he's done for us. I want you to contemplate that before we take the communion.
Let's lift the emblems of communion up to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this bread and for this cup, Lord. It represents your, your broken body and your blood. And we thank you for healing. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for salvation. And we thank you, Lord, that you have the power to resurrect our lives. That we can fully become what you created us to be, regardless of our past, our present, or even our future. We declare these things as done in Jesus' name. Amen. And go ahead and partake of the bread. And now the cup. Hallelujah. And go ahead and pass your cups to the to the outer aisles and the ushers will come. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! When you think about what you've done for us, God, we can't help but to give you praise, honor, and glory. I want you to know that as I dismiss service, if you need prayer for any reason, these altars will still be open. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that on this Resurrection Sunday, we refuse to take away the dead things in our lives out of this place. We lay them down at your feet. Anything that stops us from becoming what you created us to become, anything that holds us back and chains us to the past, we lay it down at your altar now, Lord. We walk away from here free. We walk away from here healed. We walk away from here delivered. We will no longer stumble around in darkness. The stone has been rolled away. We choose today to walk in the light of your love. Whoa. Hallelujah, Lord. And we ask that your presence go with us. Hallelujah. The same presence that rose Jesus from the dead would now be alive in us to go with us as we leave, to go with us as we lay down tonight, to be with us as we rise up in the morning, to be with us as we go to work, to be with us as we come home. Hallelujah. To be with us always, even to the end of the age. We declare us done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all in agreement said... Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And look, by all means, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m., be here. I wouldn't miss the word from Dr. Morocco. He brings also the presence of God, and he brings the vision of God for our church. So bring friends, bring unsaved loved ones. Hallelujah. Dr. Morocco has a way of reaching people. Amen. Don't miss Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. If you need prayer for any reason... I want you to come now. God bless you as you go. In Jesus' name.